Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. I think it was what Harvard, like their business, mm-hmm. was it their business or their science? Like whoever Zuckerberg had donated a ton of money to their building. Yeah, and I didn't even tech. make that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even make the connection that obviously the teachers in those buildings are making more than the teachers in the other buildings. But of course they are, which in, in my mind doesn't make any sense. Well, they're a teacher at the same school. Of course they should make the same amount of money. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. That's stupid, Dion. That was a stupid <laughs> thought you had. It, it really was. No. It really was. Oh my god! No, it's it's a little reflection. It's like a little microcosm reflection of the real world, right? We're showing what we yeah. value, and and I I don't know how much it factors into when when, for instance, you have Mark Zuckerberg coming and saying, "Here's a truckload of money." I feel like you would just naturally lean into building up the school where you have a funder or donor who's going to come and give you a truckload right. of money, right? Like that's like part of the full circle incentive. Absolutely. No, I, I had a very friendly debate with a couple of libertarian economics professors because one of them was like my friend's dad. So we were just sort of chatting, but they work at one of those economics departments that is literally funded by the Koch brothers. And so I asked like, so what's, you know, how do you feel about the Koch brothers and, you know, funding your department? This was a long time ago. Yeah. This was, yeah, this was, uh, you know, 13 years ago or something like that. And, and they said, Oh, we, Oh, we love them. We love the Koch brothers. They're amazing. Like they, we agree with everything they believe in. And so of course they're going to fund our work. And, and I, you know, I don't even know, that I made an accusation, but they sort of like tried to cut me off before I could make any kind of argument. And like, hey, and they they don't control anything we say or do or mm. talk about. Like, mm. they don't, you know, they're not influencing us at all. So, like, don't go thinking that we're bought off by the Koch brothers and we're like doing their bidding. And I was like, you know, I, I, I you know, thirteen years Sounds ago, like I, some political candidates we've heard recently. Well, but yeah, right. I mean, thirteen years ago, I wasn't quite as quick on my feet as I as I probably would have been today. But later, I was just like, yeah, that's not the point, man. Like, you have that job because you fit the role that they wanted to fund, not mm-hmm. the other. It doesn't have to be the other way around. They don't have to convince you to talk about something you don't believe in. You got hired yeah. because you believe in that stuff. <laughs> you believe in it, yeah. Uh, you can toe the line. Come on board. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give you a truckload of money. And you just keep on saying what we already believe and if you didn't believe that, we'd give our money to someone else. Yeah, all those politicians that give speeches and they say, "Oh, but I wasn't influenced to change my vote." Like, yeah, yeah. you were given those that money because you didn't need to be changed. <laughs> yeah, you we're already there. Exactly. <laughs> they might lean in a little more strong, strongly, but. Speaking of leaning in, thanks, Amanda. That is a fantastic segue. (laughs) That really was. I didn't plan that. That was really story of the day. Vox wrote an article: "The Billionaire's Guide to Self Help," because we haven't 
Like we didn't just start idolizing rich people recently, but it sort of talks about how the the modern gurus of society are people more like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Sheryl Sandberg. And so it's, it starts out or, or sort of near the top, it says, the 20th century saw our adulation move from politicians, royalty, and the church to business, says Christopher McKenna, a professor of business history and strategy at the said business school at the University of Oxford. We came to think that business should be the model for everything, end quote. And and yeah, boy, like I hadn't even thought about the connection until I read that of, of the I mean, the Republicans haven't been as strong on this in recent years. I think I think the well, the the run government like a business was a strong calling card of the Republican Party for for a lot of years. And I, I guess that probably ebbs and flows uh, somewhat with time, but yeah, they, every, yeah, they're <laughs> more into like run it like Nazis now. That's more there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But make the trains run on time, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. More, more efficient. I don't know. They, yeah, they don't even make that case. I mean, the, the whole no. idea about running government like a business was so that we can spend less money. That was the whole thing, which is the silliest argument for running a government like a business because look how rich businesses are and how lavishly they spend on like perks and CEO pay and gold-plated, you know, bathroom knobs and stuff like that. Like, do you really want government run that way? I would hope not. But anyway, the, the article sort of uh, makes the case that starting with the industrial revolution and, and industrial capitalism sort of atomizing individuals out of their communities out of, you know, from when work was like by definition, just like what you did in your community to get by. And then people started funneling into the big cities and into factories and all of that, that as these people got turned into cogs of industry, the article says, quote, Richardson argues that the modern concept of career ladders started popping up at this time. There's an increased emphasis on the individual subject, she says, as someone who can exert agency in their own trajectory. Which, of course, you know, sort of sounds nice, but becomes the natural door opening to the world of self-help and when our aspirations turn toward the wealthy and powerful, but primarily the business owners, that's when we start to see, this is sort of the, like the robber baron era of, you know, Carnegie and, and whatnot start like those people start writing books that show how great they are. Right. Cause I mean, the robber barons actually like were not well liked because they were seen as rich and greedy, obviously. And they went on this like massive PR campaign to turn their image around. And so part of it was going to be like, no, 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 trust us. We're going to give all of our money away. And to be fair, they like kind of did that. I mean, at least the, the couple of famous guys, you know, Rockefeller and Carnegie. Not all of it. No, of course. But they gave a lot away and they made these philosophical arguments for why it's really important that people like us not be regulated and be allowed to make as much money as we possibly can because 
we're going to do such a good job of giving our money away. That was sort of the argument. That that was the please don't lynch us argument of the day. And it just turns out that like we've kind of followed that trajectory ever since. And so next quick quote was, uh, this wasn't from a like established business leader, but you'll probably recognize the title of the book. The most recognizable entry in 20th century self-help in America is Dale Carnegie's 1936, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which was published during the Great Depression, end quote. And I read that and I was like, no way. There's no way that it was a Carnegie who wrote that. And so I look up Dale Carnegie and get this. By 1916, Dale conducted a sold-out lecture at Carnegie Hall, which influenced his decision in 1919 to change the spelling of his last name in honor of the steel magnate Andrew Carnegie and to make it easier for others to remember. Wait, wait, wait. They weren't related? They weren't related. They didn't spell their names the same way. Oh, my God. And the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a book all about sort of like life hacks to get ahead, (laughs) changed his name to match Andrew Carnegie. Holy crap. I did not realize that. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, he was was living his values. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It is so wild that that PR campaign has worked so well because, you know, the robber barons, they were called the robber barons because people were angry. Right. And now people look up to these folks that are, I don't know, probably objectively worse than the robber barons because the robber barons were at least building libraries and, and you know, <laughs> subway stations and all kinds of other stuff that now what is – What's the the claim that Elon Musk is doing for society? Not not for a private yeah. business. Not, not not what like SpaceX or Tesla. Or, what is the real claim that he's benefiting public society? And I don't think there is one. Really, there's no one that holds up. I think the claim sure. is he's going to help us escape this crumbling planet. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah, that's not a good one. As I said, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was good. Just, I think that's his main claim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. he certainly hasn't like pledged to invest a ton in earthbound. Uh, no, you know, infrastructure. except the boring company, which is a joke. No, yeah. So th- this article highlights, like, just in case you hadn't wandered past the self-help section recently, this article summarizes like a whole list of not just like people who have spent their time thinking about the best ways to live or help people or help yourself or whatever, but no, like just CEOs and people way up in the business ladders, General Electric CEO of Jack Welch wrote four books detailing his tenure at the company, as well as his general advice on work and success. Same with Starbucks CEO and former presidential candidate. I always forget that. Howard (laughs) Schultz thought he should be president. Former Facebook executive Sheryl Sandberg, Salesforce's Beinoff, 
Michael Bloomberg, Charles Koch, Michael Dell, founder of Nike, Phil Knight, venture capitalist Peter Thiel, Whole Foods founder John Mackey, LinkedIn founder Reid Hoffman, have all penned books providing a rough blueprint for success not only in work, but in life. End quote. Because we are rich and successful business leaders, we know what you should do in your life. It, it reminds me, um, there was, I, I forget who said it because I only read the criticism of it, but someone pitched the idea that there should be a program for poor people, like budgeting, money management, stuff like that for poor people. And, <laughs> and this program should should bring in like volunteer uh, CEOs to give advice to poor oh, people about how God. to manage their money. <clears throat> and I mean, I, I think most people listening will understand the the obvious wrongheadedness of that uh, without too much explanation, but it was being brought up as like evidence of how much we don't understand why people are successful or what they do. Like what does a CEO do with their time? Like, it's not, <laughs> They're not, it's not balancing a, a budget. <laughs> it's not balancing a family budget that is like extremely restricted. It's basically the opposite of that. So the idea that just like because someone is rich and powerful, they know everything. And so how could we how could we like use this vast store of infinite knowledge that these people have and like use it to help the needy? It's like, well, let's have CEOs give budgeting advice to poor people. Like, <laughs> let's have poor people give budgeting advice to CEOs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that'd be better. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. Like those people have to rationalize the obvious contradictions of, of, of how their life actually works. They know mm -hmm. that they didn't get here because they're some special, unique, hard worker. They know that whether they admit it or not. So they, they have to create this, this fiction that makes it okay for them to, like I read somewhere in, in in one of the articles that the average CEO pay is thirty nine three hundred ninety nine to one versus the employee, but that's not actually true. That's in the business. But like Nike, Phil Knight, he's you know he's probably like even within Nike, like the the ratio is higher. But like that's not his employees. His employees work in Bangladesh and on yeah. down the you know the supply chain and they're making literal pennies compared to what he makes mm -hmm. per second. And he has to know that's wrong. I can't believe that he doesn't know that there's something wrong about that. And he has to tell himself that the reason he's here is because of his unique, special ability to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and meditate or whatever bullshit they're saying these days. <laughs> That's it for today's free sample. There's yeah, lots tell, more of that particular episode, story, as well the as there being way. dozens of past story. bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Pain members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as there being no ads in the regular show.
If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestoftheleft.com support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app, and links to get there are right in our show notes. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestoftheleft.com, and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or, again, to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships, visit us at bestofleft.com support. Thanks for listening.